we covet. But uh, anyhow, God is good. I was uh, reading this week, and if you'll turn with me, please, to Isaiah 46. Did you ever just stop and think of the awesomeness of God, just the uh, magnificence, if you would please, of God Himself? I want to just uh, look with me, please, in Isaiah uh, 46. I'd like to begin to read in uh, verse 9. Isaiah 46, verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times. The things are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executed my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it. I will also bring it to pass. I have purposed it. I will also do it. Hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted, that are far from righteousness. I bring near my righteousness, it shall not be for all, and my salvation shall not tarry, and I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, I pray in Jesus' name that you would help each one of us to really understand how wonderful and magnificent God really is. We can't even understand some of the words that we try to describe you, Lord, as best we know how. But we know they're true. And so I ask you, dear God, that we might glory in these things this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Psalms 135 verse 6 says, Whatsoever the Lord pleases, that did he in heaven and in earth, in the seas, in all deep places. Romans 11, verse 33 says, O the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God! How unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out! I know that I deal with a lot of people, and I try to explain to them sometimes when bad things are happening to them, uh, that God is in control, and God don't make a mistake. God does everything right. And at a time, they don't understand that. But I do know that God does everything right. Even in when God blesses people, I try to tell them that all good things come from above. If you've been blessed of all, you've been blessed of God. Amen? And Romans 11, verse 33 uh, explains that. If we try to explain the goodness of God, we try to explain how God takes care of us. And this verse says, Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. <coughs> Excuse me, how unsearchable are His judgments and His ways past finding out. I can't tell it all, amen? Uh, to, what I want to do is just uh, for a few minutes try to use some things about God that shows His awesomeness, His almightiness. Number one, God is self-existent. 
Remember, God said unto Moses, I am that I am. No one made God. No one gave birth to God. No one thought up God. The Bible says God is. That's enough, amen? Just that simple statement. No other statement is necessary after that. Yeah, somebody said I was telling you where God come from. Uh, he was, and He is. Amen? It's that simple. Uh, you can't explain that. That's just simple fact. God is self-existent. Nobody made Him. I laugh at uh, <clears throat> when Elijah was dealing with the heathens and those that worshipped things that they made with their own hands out of silver and gold and, and wood and stuff, and they'd bow down to worship them. And uh, the Bible uh, makes fun of them. And I laugh at people sometimes, Preacher, you ought not to make fun of different religions. Well, uh, God made fun of them. And uh, He said that you bow down and worship idols made with men's hands, and they can't see, and they can't speak, and they can't hear, they can't taste, and so on. And yet you bow down to them. And he said, I made the wood that you make the idols out of. I made the silver. I made the gold. I am. So number one, God is self-existent. Number two, God is self-sufficient. Psalms 50, verse 10 and through 12 says, For every beast of the forest is mine, and the cattle upon a thousand hills. I know all the fowls of the mountains, and the wild beasts of the field are mine. If I were hungry, I would not tell thee, for the world is mine, and the fullness thereof. You know what that simply says? God don't need anything or anyone. God is everything and owns everything. I know a lot of people get to the place in their life that they think the world can't do without them. And I found out something. You know, when they pass on, the world goes right on. And God's work goes right on. God's good. You know why? Because God is self-sufficient. He don't need anybody. I thank God He uses people for His glory, but He don't need us. Amen. He could do it Himself. He's self-existent. Number three, God is eternal. When I think about this, I think about God give man a space of time on earth. And, and uh, I've talked to somebody just yesterday, uh, my brother, his wife, uh, his aunt was 99 years old and she just passed away. Can you imagine that? And yet, that's just a little space of time. But time is nothing to God. And uh, He is, He was, He always will be. He is God of time, if you would please. God is omnipresent. Uh, Strong's Concordance gives this definition. God in the totality of his essence, without diffusion or expansion, multiplication or division, penetrates and fills the universe in all its parts. In other words, our great God is everywhere at the same time, all the time. There's no time that God is not any place you go. And uh, I, I marvel at that because that keep me keenly aware of what I do. God is everywhere. Amen. You can't hide from Him. Number 
Again, God is holy. Psalms 99 verse 9 says, Exalt the Lord our God and worship at His holy hill. For the Lord our God is holy. Notice now, holy is the way God is. To be holy, He does not conform to a standard. He is the standard. No sin can come within the presence of holy God. That's why Jesus died for our sins. To make us holy through His cleansing of His blood. Uh, Through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus. Now by faith in His blood, we can come into the presence of holy God. But without that blood cleansing us, we could never approach holy God. Because the Bible says God is holy. Again, God is true. Hebrews 6 verse 18 says, It is impossible for God to lie. That's why we can trust God's Word. I have people all the time ask me, How do you know you're saved, preacher? Because I trust God's Word. And when God says, John, uh, Romans 10, 9, Romans 10, 13, Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, if I'll do what God tells me to do, I know He'll save my soul. Amen? And He told me to call on Him and He'd save me. I did. And that's why I know I'm saved, because God cannot lie. He's truth. God is good. Holy God wants to bless His people, because God is good. Psalms 107 verse 8, Oh, that men would praise the Lord for His goodness and for His wonderful works to the children of men. Did you know that it was only the goodness of God that caused you to turn to God for salvation? Romans 2 and verse 4 says, Or despisest thou the riches of His goodness and forbearance and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance? Thank God He's the good God. Amen. And I, it, me and you deserve hell. We deserve God's wrath upon us. But because of His goodness, He sought us out and saved us. I know a lot of people that say uh, they know good men. Well, I know a lot of good people that I call good people. But do you know what God calls every man on the face of the earth? Bad. We need a Savior. Amen. To make us good. There's only one good, and that's God. Uh, Jesus, they, they come to Jesus and said, Thou good uh, master, and talking by His goodness, He said, Wait a minute, there's only one good, and that's God. And so Jesus is God. God is love. God does not just love, but God is love. That's why I tell young people that's fixing to get married, uh, they claim they love one another, and the first word I want to know, or the first thing I want to know about both of them are, are you born again? Are you saved? Are you the children of God? For this simple reason. You don't even know what love is until you know God, and you can't know God except through the Lord Jesus Christ. And so if you're not saved, you don't even know what love is. You don't know how to love. Why? Because God is love. Not did He just love people, But He is love. Now notice two definitions of the word love. Love is unselfish concern about another's welfare. Love, number two, is that act of one person seeking the highest good for another person. John 3.16, for God so loved the world. Amen? And when you think about that, what a wonderful definition. God is unselfish 
concern about another's welfare? Do you know He cares about you and everything about you? And he also He wants the best for you. So He is love. Again, God is gracious. Grace is getting what we do not deserve, namely heaven. Mercy is not getting what we deserve, that's hell. That's why we're saved by grace through mercy. The grace of God is always a free gift. Romans 3.24 said, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2.8.9 For by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourselves a gift of God, not a works, lest any man should boast. So God's grace was on display on Calvary. I left to study the cross. <clears throat> Years ago, a man gave me a, a, a Bible concordance, or it's literally a Bible in itself, King James Bible, and on each page it's got three pa- parallel scriptures, Matthew, Mark, Luke, on each page. And it tells the same thing that each one of those Gospels is talking about on one page. And so you can look at that and study it. And in that back, though, there's a big part of, in that book that I got that gives you definitions of things that's in the Bible. And I looked up crucifixion one time. I wanted to know. I asked God to let me understand what Jesus went through when He was crucified. Now, I know He was crucified for my sins and the world, sins of the whole world. But I wanted to know uh, if I could just what crucifixion included. And did you know there's several different kinds of crosses? There's one, there's one cross that's just a T that they used to crucify people on. Another one was just a, a straight-up pole that they crucified people on. But Jesus was crucified on a cross that went above that T for this reason. Above His head was put, He is the King of the Jews. And they had a place to put that. But when you study the cross and all that happens to a person that they crucify, brother, that's the most cruel death that a man can suffer because they literally put you up there and nail your hands and your feet and pierce Jesus' side and left Him on the cross. And then they come by at sundown. They don't leave you on the uh, uh, cross beyond sundown. And so they came by and break the feet of the other two men that was on each side of him. And because they were still alive and they would fall down when they break their legs, and uh, not their feet, but their legs, and when they, when they broke their legs, they would fall down and they would suffocate by pulling down on their cross. But when they come to Jesus, the Bible says they didn't break his legs because the Bible in Psalms said no bones of his were broken. And the reason for that is he already gave up the ghost. He was already dead before they got there. Amen. But you think of all the things that Jesus went through just before he got to the cross. The shame of walking down the street without any clothes on carrying a cross and all the torment that he went through. And the Bible says... The cross of Calvary shows the graciousness of Almighty God. We have a great and glorious God. Amen. And I, I just can't get over it. I, 
I read His Word. I deal with people. I try to introduce people to God. And I've heard people use, and, and I'm so ashamed of it. But before I got saved, I cussed His name. I didn't want anything to do with Him. And yet, He was gracious in reaching down and saving my soul and changing my heart. And today I pray every day, Lord, I love you, but teach me to love you more. Amen. I, I wish I could love him more every day of my life because he's a great God. And I wish people would understand how good God is to us. Amen. And I know we go through great things and terrible things. And this week has been uh, one more uh, bad week when it comes to people dying and things happening to different people and they've called me and talked to me about it and people are going through hard times right now and they want to blame God and they want to curse God's name uh, for things that's happening to them and every time I say, hold it, God's good. Amen. God is gracious and God is wonderful and what you under, what you don't know you don't know Him. And I, uh, my job, or what I desire to do, is introduce people to my Almighty God. And I want you to listen to this one more time, if you would, please. Beginning in verse 9. Remember the former things of old, for I am God, and there is none else. I am God, and there is none like me. Declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times the things that are not yet done. Saying, My counsel shall stand. I will do all my pleasure. I got news for people. You're not going to stop God from doing what He's going to do. Amen? He's going to accomplish what He wants done through man on this earth. And I want to, I want to introduce people to Him. Uh, I know that <clears throat> me and my wife has had some uh, wonderful times at our place over the lake talking to a man that we got to meet over there. He owns a restaurant. And we, every time we go in, we sit down and talk to him, and he'd meet us at the table, and he'd always come over our table and sit down. What's God done for you today? And uh, it's a pleasure to sit there and tell him how good God has been to us. And I don't take that for granted. I praise God every day of my life. I was thinking just this morning I got up. Uh, my back hurts. My big toe hurts. I think every finger on my hand hurts. I got a headache. Uh, I, I, I could lay in bed all morning long and not get up. But I said, I, I got up, got me a shower, and I said, Man, God's good. Look what a beautiful day. Amen. And we just go on and out because God is good. And I don't want to ever get to the place of my life that I get to the place that I don't want to understand how gracious God is and how great He is. Amen? Let's pray. Father, bless your people today in Jesus' name. And Lord, we do love you as best we know how. Teach us to understand you more and have more respect for you and your name and everything about you. And show people how great you are. In Jesus' name we ask it. Amen. Thank you so much.